guys and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, the ugly, the uglier, the ugliest, the scary, the not so scary, the romantic sometimes. Um, and I don't know what today's going to bring uh, because my wonderful friend Patrick um, brought this wonderful human to me and said that they had great stories and i'm very excited to hear what they have to say so uh let's just welcome them in hi steven how are you good how's it going oh you know can't complain um world's coming back together again so that's exciting Bit, bits and pieces <laughs> <laughs> bits and pieces <laughs> well uh patrick our mutual friend um he uh left left a link on uh, Facebook for you and uh, you messaged me and told me that you had some stories to share and I'm very excited to hear what uh, what's going on. I do. I do have some stories. Um, just a little bit of introduction. So um, my wife and I, uh, Lindsay, we founded a convention in Oakland, California called KrakenCon and we ran it for about five years. Okay. Okay. KrakenCon is out in California? Yep, out in California. Oakland is right across the bay from uh, San Francisco. So um, in and around the Bay Area. And uh, Patrick used, that's actually how we met Patrick, is he'd come out and review the con. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I there are definitely stories to share. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, I'm excited. So, uh, so Kraken Con, huh? Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Absolutely 100% on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) How long did that convention run for? Um, About five years. We stopped it in 2018. Um, Unfortunately, the Bay Area is right up there next to New York in terms of most expensive areas in the world to do anything. Um, And uh, we did the math and we're basically like, well, uh, if we continue to run... Either we need to triple our ticket price or end up in like a tent in like a dirt lot somewhere. And neither of those seem like viable options. So we decided, you know, and on a high note, things are going well. Let's have some fun. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, did it did it not end well? <laughs> no, no, no. The last con we had about um, 3,600, 3,700 attendees. Um, It was not not due to a lack of attendance. It is purely the fact that the Bay Area is insane for pricing. Um, To to give you um, context of the kinds of insane pricing I'm talking about, uh, we were quoted the last con for the pipe and drape behind main stage, about 25, 30 feet of 20-foot pipe and drape. Uh, It was going to cost like $50,000 over the weekend. Just the pipe and drape. No AV tech, just the, the cloth. Oh, so, so you just have people staying there holding stuff up for you then? <laughs> no, um, we, we ended up uh, sourcing that through um, a third party to get a better price. But we, were, we knew that we wouldn't be able to pull that same trick um, the next year if we were to have the event. And that's just one example of you know, how uh, utterly insane Bay Area pricing can be. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, I I would assume bigger cities, like the prices, they can just like ask for anything because, you know, like even I can't even imagine like what the cost of running Dragon Con is. Like, like, it's like seven hotels or something down there. Like, and you're just trying to run like one hotel in the Bay Area. Like, I can't even imagine like what the cost would be. Our, um, our annual budget 
typically for just um, venue rental alone was six figures. So <laughs> that's just the venue. That's not booking guests or buying badges and things like that. Uh, my God, that's so much money. That's awesome, though. I mean, like, it's awesome that you had that much revenue coming in that you could, like, you know, pull that off. I mean, again, as far as, like, the money of convention goes, I am completely, like, stupid to it. I know it's expensive, obviously. <laughs> like, you don't run conventions for free, but, like, I can't even imagine balancing that budget book. <laughs> it, it, it was fun. Um, uh, I, I do wholeheartedly agree with uh, Patrick's advice of, oh, you're starting to think, you're, you're thinking about starting your own convention? Uh, don't. <laughs> Yes. Many a times have I heard him say that. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like a good, don't do it. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, running a convention for that long, you've got to have some stories. There's got to be some stuff that happened. Oh, oh, tons. Um, I mean, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with interesting attendees, fun security calls, uh, unexpected things? Um, let's just, just, just work our way down the list. <laughs> So, so probably my favorite story, it was, it was our, um, our third convention. My, my favorite story about a security call was, um, I received a call over the radio, um, that, oh, uh, there's a gentleman passing out religious pamphlets. We need to track him down and get him out, um, at the con. (laughs) Obviously, you know, that's kind of unkosher, right? You know, um, and I'm looking around like, okay, who, who am I looking for? And then I see this gentleman that in first glance, I had thought that that was um, an Avatar uh, Last Airbender cosplayer. And sure. then it hit me. Oh my gosh, no, that's a Hare Krishna. <laughs> 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 and and oh, so I, I kind of tentatively went up to him and I'm like, excuse me, sir, um, can I help you? And he's like, oh, here. And he hands me a pamphlet. So it worked out. I, I talked to him like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to not do that. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Please enjoy the event. You know, I'm not kicking sure. it out or anything. But sure, sure. Just, we don't want this kind of thing there. And he was like, oh, no, this is a lot of fun. Thank you. And so he stuck around. And, and seriously, everyone, security included, they all thought he was cosplaying. <laughs> It's like the buddy Jesus is that walk around like conventions. Like I tell, I tell everybody it's not a convention unless I see somebody dressed up as Jesus. At least, <laughs> at least once a convention. I'm like, Oh Jesus, that's it. We're good. It's a convention now. <laughs> um, that, that, uh, near us is, is Fanime, right? One of the large West coast conventions. Sure. And, um, there's always a guy, uh, screaming on a podium outside the convention about how everyone's going to hell and whatnot. It's tradition that someone cosplays Raptor Jesus and dances in front of him. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. You know, it's funny. It's like, as I've done a lot of East coast conventions. I've never made it out to the West coast. Um, and I have to say, I don't see a lot of protesters at the new England ones. So um, I'm kind of sad about it now because I think <laughs> I would, I would enjoy heckling them back greatly. <laughs> I, th- I think it's mostly an artifact of how um, Fanime is structured specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Pat and I actually did a review talking about it, but uh, basically um, they do their panels in a completely different hotel from the convention center. And so okay. this guy always posts himself to preach like right in the crosswalk. 
like right between the two and everyone has to walk by him all day. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, everybody's got a job, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> got to have a hobby. Ours are dressing up in costumes. His is screaming at people about going to hell. So <laughs> goals. <laughs> but yeah. I all think... right. So, so, so that was a security call. Uh, what other kind of security calls? Oh, um, geez, let me see. So we had a, we had a gentleman who, um, let's just say he was stealing things. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, and, uh, we, we picked him up and I'm, I'm, I'm leading the security out of the building with him behind me. Cause we're obviously throwing him out. Yeah. And he's like, nah, man, I'll put it back. And he like sticks his hand in his pants. Oh boy. And pulls out this t-shirt that he had like just jammed in his boxers and then <laughs> throws it at the vendor, which I'm guessing is the vendor he stole it from. And it like lands on, on the poor person in the booth who's <laughs> now looking at me trying to figure out why this like jock stained sweaty t-shirt that's his own merch landed on him. <laughs> and then the, this, this guy is looking at me like, Oh, I can stay now. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're still leaving, dude. No, now you're definitely leaving. That was gross. <laughs> and then and then at the end, um, so we, we, we put him outside and uh the um one of our other lead staffers, um, Steve Chan, uh then takes a picture of him and posts it in the group chat, like, don't let this individual in. And he's just standing outside the doors of the convention center with this incredibly confused expression. <laughs> Why don't I get to go inside? You know, uh, I I want to say that it was, uh, uh, Oakland has a bad reputation, but I I want to say it's just an artifact of being in a big city that you're going to get strange people. Um, We Mm -hmm. would use um, Eventbrite for our registration system. And um, I purchased a whole bunch of these really crummy old Android phones to just operate as like ticket scanners. Sure. Um, for a pre-reg mm-hmm. um well we had uh, a, a gentleman who let's just say he was slightly inebriated stumble up to registration and demand that registration lets him use one of these phones so he can call a cab <laughs> huh. we, we were very confused and had to explain to him no the 20 dollar eight-year-old android phone ain't calling you a cab man why don't you go try the hotel reception over there (laughs) it's like it's barely checking people in like (laughs) oh and those those poor things were they functioned i will merely say that (laughs) right right (laughs) they served the purpose that you needed them to serve (laughs) oh man all right all right so let's see crazy attendees security calls what else what else (laughs) um security this is this is a side thing from security um is always fun dealing with the the companies you'd contract with you know to like hire security guards um, because they Mm -hmm. never really knew what to expect and um usually they get super into it so i I remember one year we hired the security company to do badge checking and you know watch the doors and these guys showed up in like almost near military gear. And I was like, no, you don't need all that, man. You're, 
you're going to be surrounded by nerds and silly costumes all weekend. And by the end of the weekend, um, I found a backup at the door to the exhibit hall. And I'm like, what's going on? It's because the guards were stopping people to take pictures with them. <laughs> That's awesome. They, they were so excited to see all the cosplayers. They're like, oh, can I take a picture with you? They, re- <laughs> they especially liked this guy doing um, uh, Dragon Ball. He was doing Goku and like he had worked out. So he was actually that muscular. Sure, sure. Um, so they were they were stoked by that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's always it's funny. Like people like they don't think they know anime sometimes, and then they realize that the show they've caught on like Cartoon Network late night is an anime, and they go and they like work at these conventions, and they're like, "Oh, I know that character." Like they probably don't have the name right, but they're like, oh, "I totally know this person." Like I've seen you on TV. You're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> uh, well, and and they tend to get. Um, they tend to get a fairly negative view because they hear like, mm. oh, it's going to be a bunch of kids and, you know, people dressing up and being weird. And then they see it and they realize it's just silly fun and completely oh, yeah. innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, um, I said, unfortunately, like security guards, like the Anime Boston ones, the ones for the convention center, very nice people. Love them a lot. Like they do a great job. Um, I've worked a bunch of smaller conventions where we just have, you know, like you don't need to hire in other security, obviously, because they're not big enough to have to worry about it. You got enough staff and stuff. Um, but I got to say some of the worst, definitely the ones in Connecticut. And, and Patrick would definitely attest to that because he has um, he has been to that convention before. The staff at the actual convention center, like the worst, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Like, I mean, they, like, I don't think I think they just don't like their job, period. Like, they don't care what fancy costume you're wearing or anything else. Like, they literally are just like, keep walking. You're like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I literally dropped my bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hard. Uh, I, I feel for the people who do work at those really large convention centers because, I mean, they, they go through hell. And, and a lot of events are really, the, the organizers are fairly disrespectful to the staff, too. Um, we did an event... Um, a, a sister con to ours called Hydra Comic Con. We only did it one year and we did it at the Santa Clara Convention Center. And um, I'm sitting there walking through the venue with the staff or the, with the uh, event coordinator that works there. Mm-hmm. And I look and like, oh, what's that damage to the wall? We're not going to be, you know, I, I want to document it that that was already there. And she's like, yeah, the last event drove a forklift into the wall and didn't tell us. Like, <laughs> Who the hell does that? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> it's like, like who put that hole there? All oh, the, the people before us. It's like, you guys didn't notice this hole? Uh, you, you know, it, it, it kind of struck me as like, you know, when you rent a car and you do that walk around the car to mark off all the damage. Uh-huh. Like it was that only in, you know, a hundred thousand square foot plus building instead, <laughs> instead of, you know, a car. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, no, like, honestly, I don't feel like attendees. Like, some of them, like, most, the majority, I'll say, like, a good 80% are very, like, courteous of, like, where you are and wanting to stay there. And then you have, like, that weird, like, 20% that are, like, coloring on the wall seems like a good idea. Um, there was a convention I worked in New Hampshire where I was doing ending ceremonies because I, I hosted, and the head of cons like hi i need you to find out who did this and sends me a picture of like a sharpie purple owl that someone drew on the bathroom wall what <laughs> yeah 
Like it was, it was, it was a very nice owl. It was lovely. Um, but still a sharpied owl on a hotel wall that we were trying to, you know, have them let us come back the next year. <laughs> so I just remember main events, like we're standing there and, you know, we're going through the closing ceremony thing. Like, oh, did everybody have a good time? Oh my God, what was your favorite thing? Like, you know, like you're your typical, like ending ceremonies. Here are all the guests. Like, bye guys. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the picture comes up on both sides of the screen. And I was like, who did it? they're like oh no mom's mad i'm like who fucking did it (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) i did i mom shamed the crap out of them and then eventually like at the very end of like the convention like four kids ended up going up to the head of con and being like i know who did it i'm so sorry well at least they fessed up to it they did they did um not before doing it again because they did it twice like they did it while we were there goody <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I i generally found attendees were sweethearts um they they don't they don't mean to cause trouble just some of them let's just say don't have a filter <laughs> right right oh yeah um, it's like their big social event of the year and otherwise they don't know how to like person ex- exactly exactly and, and you know that was um at least for me, that was something that was very endearing through the entire experience was realizing that you're by running this event, you know, going through all the hassle and headache of paying for it, scheduling it, planning it, um, figuring out how to do it in a legal and safe manner, um, convincing hotel owners that you're not going to burn the place down. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you're actually impacting people's lives like they're mm-hmm. you're, you're creating something special and and that that made not sleeping for a week and a half worth it <laughs> oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like at the end all like when you see like where you've come from you're just like yeah i didn't need sleep i didn't need food this was great this is a good time <laughs> uh speaking of sleep um on in our our fifth con um, things were not going well. We we ran the con twice a year, by the way. So so we twice we a up, year. Yeah, we don't do that, that much money. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> no, we're um we're proud of the fact that con, the con always ran in the green. Um, it never made it never made much money. Like we'd be like, yay, we made a profit of ten bucks. <laughs> um, but it, it it at least was always in the green. It was breaking even. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but that year, man, things were not going well. Like um, load in was really rough. I, I actually have a funny load in story about that year. Um, we had some especially prima donna guests. I will not name names, sure. um, but fine. let's just say that some of them were rather difficult. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, both both my wife and I normally would be operating on like maybe two hours of sleep the entire weekend. Um, but that, that weekend I got none. And so it got to be Sunday noon and I kind of realized like, I need to stop in order for me to stay uh, being a human. (laughs) And so I went to the, the, one of the back rooms we were using for storage and I built a box fort (laughs) and I, I crawled into it and, and I was like, this is now my safe space. No one can find me. And then like 10 minutes later, someone comes barreling and is like, have you guys seen Steven? And I'm like, I'm like shaking in the corner. Please don't find me. Please don't find me. 
I just want to be left alone. Yeah, that Who was, is it? That was a rough year. <laughs> you like just peek out of your fort, and be like nobody sees the wizard. Pop back in. Like, oh, that's where we're at in the convention. Great. Oh no! So a loading story, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. um uh, we always tried to theme the conventions to keep them fun. So, you know, this mm-hmm. year, this is a space theme. This is a camping theme. This is a, um, a Hawaiian theme, so on and so forth. And um, we wanted to have a flight simulator system set up uh, for attendees free to use just to, you know, add to the to the theme. And we managed to find a company that would do it for a relatively low price. And my, my wife was the one working out the details because she was the one who would typically handle um, layout for like the exhibit hall. And mm-hmm. uh, she was talking to them like, how much square footage of the floor do you guys need? And the guy's like, yeah, I need like eight by 40. You know, that's how big the trailer is. And so, okay, fine. Eight foot by 40. We'll cut out that section of the exhibit hall so that you can have it there. No, that's how big the trailer is when it's folded up. Uh, once he deployed everything, he needed like 40 by 60 feet. (laughs) So like half a room. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we were kind of like, um, okay. So the day of the convention, I guess we're rearranging the exhibit hall. (laughs) (laughs) No, the, the speaking of things that will not win you friends at the, in the event too at the uh, venue too. Um, he didn't tell us that he needed to drive it in. Uh, and so he just drove his F-350 towing this thing like right into the exhibit hall. And I turn and there's the general manager of the Oakland Marriott like staring at it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just thinking like, all right, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> Cause I'm like, like, like in, I'm like, okay, well, we definitely didn't get auto insurance, so I need to somehow buy an insurance policy in the next five minutes. (laughs) Um, uh, I need to convince the general manager to not kick us out. (laughs) And my wife needs to run around and have the entire exhibit hall moved, you know, 20 feet to the right. (laughs) But also move so this guy can swing his truck around. like. Yeah, yeah. The, the the kicker is we were able to keep the layout. So uh, that was always a goal was that mm-hmm. um, no matter how bad things were happening in the background, um, we should hide it well enough that attendees never knew. Um, and so no one knew <laughs> that, that we, we casually relocated, you know, the entirety of the exhibit hall, a good 20 feet to the right. <laughs> no one knew just like shifted shift pivot. Yeah. Well, well, I think I think some of the gaming staff knew. They're like, it got really crowded over here, and I was like, shut up, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Go play your games, <laughs> Minecraft nerd. Bye. <laughs> Silence. Oh no, yeah. But that's the thing too. Is like, I still don't think like I've had a bunch of people on here that have done like a lot of staffing conventions, um, and like the same thing. It's like I don't think people realize how much work goes into it until they've done it. Oh, yeah. Like, you just walk in and you see the convention set up. You're like, oh, cool. Wow. Like, all the stuff's here. That's neat. But it's like, you know, doing the load-in days and the load-out days and stuff, like, it actually gives you more of a respect of, like, my God, how much stuff has gone into everything. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, de- definitely. And and the how much it costs mm-hmm. and how much actual effort it takes. And then how many people you'll discover along the way uh, don't really know what they're doing. Um, so fun, fun fact, the Oakland Marriott is still using our blueprints for their own convention hall floor uh, oh. because ours are more accurate than the ones that they had. Wow. Uh, the, the first year we had our event there, we discovered that their plans were off by 15 to 20 feet in almost every direction. <laughs> That's good. So the, the second, the second time we were there, um, I spent an entire day the week before, um, a few weeks before actually with a laser range finder, taking detailed measurements of their own damn building. <laughs> <laughs> Just quietly sneak your blueprints up to the desk. Like here, you're welcome. Oh, oh, yeah, the, the sales staff actually was like, can we keep that? That's really accurate. <laughs> yes, you should have already had this. <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. Like, you don't know how long your room is? <laughs> right? how, how do you, you're selling it. <laughs> right, like, what are you telling people? <laughs> like, I'm sure they have, like, weddings and everything else in there, too. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be information you'd like to have your other people know? You know, I, I kind of wonder about it because they, so other events, there were there were a bunch of other things that did happen at that conven- Oakland Convention Center. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of them were like government events. Um, like one time when we were there, I realized like, oh, this is the like Northern California Bar Association exam. There's a bunch of prospective lawyers here taking their test. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking, getting to funny stories, um, one year we shared the convention center with another event and, um, no joke. It was titled othering and belonging. It was hosted by UC Berkeley. Uh, and it was about, um, othering, which is a fancy way of saying people kind of like discrimination, people, you know, treating groups that are different. Uh, unfairly um and they were going to be right next door to us like here's our exhibit hall and then you walk over five feet to the right and there's their main stage so i was like "Uh oh this is this is going to be an adventure this year dealing with this and funny enough the guy that yelled outside was one of their key speakers (laughs) (laughs) oh no yes yeah it's always funny like those bigger bigger hotels like you have to share like the space with other things. I remember um, convention I worked in New Hampshire before we got the entire hotel. Cause before we were just working out of like the exhibit halls and stuff. And we had like maybe one floor of the hotel to do stuff before it expanded. Um, and I'll never forget it. It was probably like the, the first year we were back at this big a venue. Um, and the hotel part of it was closed off to us for the weekend because there was a wedding, like a really big wedding. And I was getting done with um, main events and I walked out into the lobby to head up towards the um, hotel rooms and the wedding party was there and they were just like taking pictures with all these different cosplayers. (laughs) So somewhere out there, if these people are still together in their wedding album, I am in like at least 20 of their wedding pictures, like posing with them. (laughs) Well, see, that's a good story. That's that's good. Right, but it's just like I said, like you just never know what you're going to end up sharing a hotel with, and it's fun. <laughs> uh, we so the the Oakland Convention Center actually um, the the top floor is the Golden State Warriors um, training facility. 
and so more on more than a, one occasion, there was a, there were NBA players who got off training and were like, oh, let me look out, you know, what, what these nerds are doing today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, 20, it was 2019. It was the last anime Boston. Um, the New England Patriots have an anime club. And they came to the convention and nobody knew about it except for like the guest staff because they ended up like watching them for the day. <laughs> and it, like all of a sudden, like it, it didn't get around to everybody until like way later that evening. But um, I was I was the host for the masquerade and we were doing run throughs on Saturday morning because you, know, you test like, you know, your audio and everything, make sure everything's good, uh, like lighting that you want and everything else. Um, and I'm basically laying on the stage just like barely reading people's like skits like announcing them so they know what their announcement's gonna sound like and the patriots watched that for an hour (laughs) and i found out like after masquerade i was like you mean to tell me that i was just laying there like a slug on stage barely doing my job and the patriots were watching me thanks guys you're the best thank you (laughs) Thank you. I might have put a little more effort in. Like, <laughs> they, they, knew, they knew you were dedicated. Yeah, I'm like literally got the book on my face. And I'm like, next. <laughs> next. Who's next? Where are they? <laughs> You're not even dressed. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you had some guests, but you can't name them. But like, can you like dramatize it? Well, I can. Um, I can discuss some of the things that happened. Okay. Okay. We don't have to name names. Just the situations are fine. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't. My wife and I like to do things certain ways, and so and and one of those is that we we like to treat our guests really well, not just because um you know you you were trying to butter up them or anything like that, right. but but just because we wanted them to enjoy the event too. Our our theory was that as long as everyone, guests, staff, and attendees are having a good time, it'll be a good show. Um. And so, you know, we wouldn't do the thing for our event where you have a, a, the guest staff handler drive out and pick up the guests usually. Um, I would actually contract um, driver services. So they do, you, you've seen the stereotypical thing in movies, right? With the guy like at the airport with a sign. Yeah. Um, like we do that. Like, and they get picked up in like a nice big Lincoln Navigator or other car to get driven over to the convention. Um and I never thought I'd have a guest complain about that. <laughs> what? Uh, we did. Um, we'll, we'll just say that this guest was quite the prima donna, uh, lectured us about how impersonal uh, white glove service was, apparently. Um, and then uh, later complained because we would always give the guests a, a, like a booklet of like a detailed schedule and recommended times like, oh, you're first expected to be on stage by 1030. Um, so you probably want to make sure to get breakfast by around nine to have time to, you know, get to the convention center, get, sure. get situated. Yeah. It wasn't like a hard and fast thing. It was just a recommendation. Um, right. This guest was offended by that. I've been to over 100 events. I can manage my own schedule. Thank you. Oh. Um, uh, needless to say, I was very happy when that guest left. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine, like, I mean, depending on how, like, how big a name you are, like, maybe you don't want it advertised, you know, that you're being picked up at the airport, maybe. I mean, I guess I can, at some small degree, kind of understand, but at the same time, it's just like, don't you want to know who's picking you up? Uh, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I would I would be grateful if I'm looking around a busy airport, especially in California, going, oh, that dude's got my name on a sign. I must be with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's just me. But I, I've never been. I didn't up. get that impression. It was just this. This person was very particular. Sure, sure. Um, we had a, another guest who uh, insisted rather than getting paid at the contracted time um, that, that they start, they, they basically stormed over to Reg and demanded to be paid immediately. Um, And so the thing about it is, is that, you know, right at conventions, it's, it's all volunteers and my wife and I would co-opt family. And so my mom, the CPA is the person who who had the money at the con and she looked the guest in the eye and was like, fine, We'll pay you now. And she took her sweet, sweet time writing a detailed receipt and counting the money very slowly. I think we <laughs> kept them standing there for like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, pe- the level of pettiness I love. It's like, yeah, OK, fine. <laughs> um, most guests, though, were, were sweethearts and, and I really love them. And I will name names in this case because I, I love all these people. Um, uh, Matt Mercer was a, an absolute doll. I love Matt Mercer. We loved him. So um, nice. Uh, I, I a, a true story. So b- the day before our con, uh, there'd always be a farmer's market right outside the hotel and convention center. Mm-hmm. And so Matt was out there with uh, his handler because they had nothing better to do that day. Sure. Um, and his, his handler contacted me and it's like, oh, um, Matt saw that there's some like organic hummus for sale. Can we get some for him and expense it to the con? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, they come back with $60 worth of hummus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of like, I thought you were getting one jug. And we're like, they, well, we wanted to try all of it. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're sharing, right? <laughs> it's a really good hummus. 60 bucks? It was a lot of it, to be fair. It was it was quite a lot. And okay, they, okay, they, okay. They had fun. They had fun over the weekend. I am not resenting this at all. That was oh no no no. That's hilarious though. Um, we had uh, our very very first event. Actually, we were we were extremely lucky. We managed to get uh, Christopher Sabat to come. Um, oh, Chris Sabat. And uh, he he trolled our uh, our guest relations staff. He actually um, we had a green room set up. And he uh, he called our our guest relations head and was like, oh, someone's in the room. I don't know who. And so, of course, our guest relations head is like freaking out, right? Like, oh, my God, someone broke into the room and comes in there. It turned out that they had he and his brother had taken some pillows and like made a body in the bed <laughs> and like <laughs> jammed a phone in there playing noises. <laughs> and they just, and then they jumped out of the bathroom and were laughing at him. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I know. I love Chris Sabat. It's funny. Um, it'll come up probably in another podcast that I think I've recorded about it. But I mean, he's just he's one of those voice actors. Like I've, I've been on guest relations. I work with guests like I've met guests like people before, like totally had my cool. No problem. There's just something about that guy. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's more of like a nostalgia thing because he pretty much voiced half of my childhood, you know, in anime. It's just like, I just don't know what to say around the guy. It's awful. Like I just stand there like a dope with my mouth open, and I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. You you voice stuff. You you're good. <laughs> you do great stuff. 
like ran into him like actually physically ran into him at a convention and he apologized and i just looked at him and i like was like uh-huh okay sorry and like walked around <laughs> like i was like what is wrong with you what's wrong with you it's like i can't even imagine, like i can't even like begin to tell you how many people that i have met and never had a problem like and i don't know i don't know what it is i met him like the one time i actually kind of talked to him was like a new york comic-con ages ago and it was him and Laura Bailey and Sean Schmell, and they were signing posters for Dragon Ball Z because one of the movies was coming out. And he had this whole in-depth conversation while he's signing posters, talking about how, like, in the recording booth, because Sean had stepped away for a minute, and he's just like, oh, he must be summoning the dragon. And, of course, everyone looks at him like, what the hell does that mean? And he goes, it means he's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? So of course you know Sean comes back and he's like, sorry guys, I need to admit it. And Laura goes, summoning the dragon, and he goes, You told them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, so he's he's great. I love him. Oh but yeah, that's, no, that's my no. first time. And I mean, we the that the overwhelming majority of the time our, our guests were absolute sweethearts. And and you know, they I, I always appreciated that they would go above and beyond to to you know make the attendee experience a good time. Uh in um, one of our events, um, we actually, due to a number of reasons, um, the convention center wasn't available. And so we, we ended up securing the USS Hornet, um, an aircraft carrier in the Bay Area, um, for the, the event. And um, the headline guest that year was uh, Zach Callison, you know, the voice of Steven Universe. And... Um, for whatever reason, our guest relations staff at the time, like, forgot to cut off the line appropriately. <laughs> so, so I get out onto the flight deck where we're doing autographs. And you think about how large an aircraft carrier is. Yeah. And this line goes from one end of the aircraft carrier to the other. <laughs> huh. And I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, he, he was like, "Nah, it's cool. I'll deal with it. And so he was, he, his session was supposed to be, you know, just an hour and a half. I think they were there for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they're all of them. I, I, we, I, one, of, one of my favorite moments, because we would always treat the guests to dinner um, mm -hmm. Friday, because it was also the only, or Saturday, uh, because it was the only opportunity my wife and I would even get to meet them. Um, because we're running around, you know, running the show. Right. Um, so that was like our one like thing for us that we we do. Um, and uh, we had a lot of fun with Patrick Seitz, uh, just nerding out about World of Warcraft <laughs> for like an hour and a half straight. That was that was awesome. That's wicked awesome. Oh, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Steven. I mean, I love it. I love hearing different like convention stories. I love hearing about running different conventions. Um, I'm sorry that Kraken Con is no longer, but it sounded like a great time while it was going on. You know, you know, we don't have any regrets with it. Um, I would rather decide, my, my wife and I agreed, we, we would rather end it on our terms, on right. a high note, than, you know, the, the inevitable death spiral. And you've seen it at other cons, right? Like where the budget gets cut and so the venue gets a little nasty. Maybe they don't have as many guests and then fewer people go next year. And then because fewer people went, then the budget goes down further. Like we didn't want to do that death spiral and we didn't want to compromise what we thought the show should be like. Right. Um, and so, you know, hey, let's have one last party together. 
it'll be a good time. And, uh, you know, we'll all see each other the next big show. Exactly. It's always good to go on a high note. Awesome. Well, um, I mentioned it before. Uh, is there anything you would like to promote? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, there's no convention running for me. So um, I will do my friend Pat a uh, solid and say, uh, please follow AnimeCons.com. Uh, Great. And uh, all of the content that he and his friends create because it's all fantastic it is it is they do a great job over there we love that podcast awesome well thanks for tuning in thanks for coming on steven i enjoyed having you maybe we can meet up again in the future sometime and share some more stories together absolutely i'd love to awesome thanks again well have a great night everybody thank you